0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of CrossCast. I'm your host, Chad Barlow. CrossCast is a conversational style podcast where we talk about how to be disciples and make disciples of Jesus Christ for the glory of God and the joy of His people. As always, I have some special reason to tell you that it's a special episode. Today is no different. Today I have three of our pastors from the Crossing Church, Daniel Smith, Rich Gardner, Aaron Santini. I asked them if they would do an episode with me towards the end of this year, and we would do kind of a year in review and what we are looking forward to in, or what they are looking forward to in 2021. If the audio sounds funny, it's because we have four of us here in the room and two microphones, so I hope this this works out and sounds good, but if it sounds funny, just want to let you know that's why. So, gentlemen, thanks for being on. It's good to be here. Good job. Way to lean into the mic, Smitty. Yes, sir. Yeah. Glad to be here, Chad. Thank you, Richard.
1: Still here, 2020.
0: Amen. God is good. All the time. So I want to start first, just a simple question. What do you guys think the Lord did? What was one or two of the big things the Lord did in 2020? Each of you is going to answer that, but Pastor A.A. Ron is going to go first.
1: Nice. Yeah, thanks, Chad. Uh, first and foremost, I think the one of the biggest things, one of the biggest takeaways is just you starting this podcast. I mean, absolutely. This has been one of the great things that we've talked yep. about for a long time, and, and you've come in as the... Uh, the intern the resident and you've taken the vision that you had and you and you've run with it and it's really blessed our people and uh, i think even blessed people across the across the pond and in in europe probably in the czech republic as well as other other churches and networks here in the united states so he's not just an intern he's He's, not just an intern he's a prospect he's a prospect that's right (laughs) he's a prospect and so uh, we got some we got some uh church plants out there vying for you so we'll see with a with a there'll be a it might be a trade with a pastor to be named layered too as we yeah. trade you. So we'll see. We gotta do our scouting. But yeah, I think that's I think that's just one great joy. Just to sit around the table and us to talk about all kinds of different topics. We got to hear from a lot of different people in our own church body. So it's not just pastors, but it's it's everyone has the gift to minister, and we've seen how the Lord has used different individuals to, to get the message of the good news of the gospel out, to, to grow his kingdom, to love God and make disciples, which is what, everything we do flows through our mission and our vision, and this podcast fits perfectly for that. We want to make disciples for uh, of Jesus Christ for the glory of God and the joy of his people, and we do that through loving him with all of our heart, soul, mind, strength. We do that by living in gospel community, and we do that by wanting to leave a legacy. And so this kind of flows through that. And uh, just as I take a step back and look at twenty twenty, uh, one uh, we didn't plan for this as much as we'd like to say we had a a plan for this our all of our plans as we we set out in 2019 as we kind of vision cast and thought what 2020 was going to be like um that just all got turned upside down in a in a, in a hurry as we all know uh, but here's the cool thing is is the ministry of the crossing I, I would say didn't really even miss a beat um because of our mission because our vision and our philosophy flows out of the scripture and it flows from the two great commandments of loving God and making disciples. And so um, built on that firm foundation, one of the uh, key books outside of the Scripture that we used to plant the crossing was called Trellis and the Vine. And in the Trellis of the Vine, they had this scenario where it says the swine flu was, breaking, was, was just, just around right then it was just starting to break out. And they said, what if you had a, a worldwide pandemic? This was in the book. And so we read this, you know, 10, 12 years ago, what if there was a worldwide pandemic and you couldn't meet on Sunday mornings, how would your church survive? So, I mean, that was like prophetic from these guys, you know, 10, 12 years ago that we read the book. And the way we set up our ministry, I think answered that question is we survive by following the the, the guidelines of scripture of of your mission and vision. And as to, is to have, we have two pillars. That is Sunday morning, but also life groups. And that's where that middle uh, pillar comes in in our, in our Love Live Legacy of living in gospel community. That we, we we see that Sunday gathering is one of our main pillars where the whole church gathers on Sunday to worship the Lord, to sing uh, to, to, to the Lord, to, to hear his word preached, to pray together, to fellowship, to, to bear one another's burdens, not only as a big large group on Sundays, but also throughout the week. And we have life groups and journey groups, and this is where we've seen the Lord sustain our ministry. Um, so just as a philosophy vision point, we really didn't skip a beat. We missed Sunday mornings and gatherings because when this first uh, the COVID hit, we didn't know what it was. And so we did shut down, you know, Sunday mornings there for three months, maybe is it three months, 10 weeks, 10 weeks. And uh, just to be to use wisdom because we didn't know what this was. And then once we started to figure out or the scientists and the doctors started to figure out what this was, um, we started to, to, to meet back in. It June? was May 31st. May, yeah. May as, a, as, a, as a large group, a, a limited number, social distancing, wearing masks, but still meeting in life groups along the way. And through that, uh, we saw a lot of lives transformed still. Uh, they grew in the grace and knowledge of Christ. And so I think that's one thing that um, I take away and, and, and really am joyful about it. I know we all are. Is as we look back, man, we were, we were still as busy as before pre-COVID ministry was still there and some of our and and the guys will jump into this on on how we you know maybe some of our ministry focuses shifted a little bit um, and we had some great serving opportunities and other things but I think in general as we look at our mission and vision um, we executed not we when I say we I'm talking about the crossing church all of us uh, uh, people were serving and loving. First and foremost, they were loving the Lord. Their their relationship with the Lord grew. We've seen people come to faith. Um, we saw uh, our people live in gospel community and serve the one another's of scripture. And then we've also uh, see them share their faith and reach out to those that are hurting. And so that was huge. I think the other thing real quick and before I take up all the time, um, another thing, there's, there's a bunch of things, but as you guys know, one of my favorite verses is I always quote is, is about Psalm 118 about this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And I think that's the other thing that I've really been joyful about, even in my own life personally. It's like when we talk to people, when we talk about when they enter a trial, just focus on today. Just focus on waking up and getting yourself through the day, and then we'll worry about tomorrow, the next day. Matthew Matthew 6 also talks about that, as well as James chapter 4. And when you do that, the next thing you do, you lift up your head, and the whole year has gone by. And what is what has the Lord done? Well, he's been faithful. He's provided for us. He's protected us. And he's also gave us progress. We've also thrived in this area. And so I think um, that's just a, a way, as I look back on 2020, at a, a kind of an air war level, at a high level, on how the Lord's been good, and it's been exciting to see. Yeah,
0: awesome. Amen. Thanks, Aaron. Uh, Rich Smitty, who's next? What's the question? <laughs> um, what has what has been great? We you know we are always talking about how crappy 2020 is. Yeah. But we the, the we're gonna get there. But I want to start this podcast episode with what do you think has been great about 2020? That's good. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Obviously, there's there's a lot of things that you could dwell on that did not go great. But man, it's been, uh, it's been a year to strengthen ministry convictions as Aaron has alluded to. Uh, I think in particularly for, uh, life groups, just the, the reality that we want our life groups to be growing in the gospel. We want to have fellowship with one another, an eclectic group of people that the only thing that brings us together is Christ. Uh, the only person that brings us together (laughs) is Christ. And then when we want to serve each other, serve the community and live on mission to make disciples. I think that conviction, those convictions have just grown all the more deeper for me personally. It's been a joy to see a number of people come to faith this year to, to really evaluate what, what is our only hope in life and death. And to see people say it's, it's Christ and, and to want to want to baptize them, uh, want to get baptized. So. Kind of a unique story. Over the last number of years, um, I keep track of our baptisms and the amount of baptisms that we've had. I would say in the last two years, they were exceeded in the year twenty wow. twenty. The number of people that got baptized here on a Sunday gathering. Praise
0: God, that's really cool, guys. Yeah.
2: So, um, yeah, I mean, it it was a big discouragement because we would get together with our other network churches in the in the area and it just just to hear. God working in those churches and how the spirit would move and save people. And then people would get baptized. And then I shouldn't do this, but I often do. I compare our church to the other churches. It's like, man, like what's going on? And if you guys know me, like I'm pretty mission oriented. I want to share the gospel with every single person that I meet. And just like, Lord, would you would you save some people? <laughs> could, could we experience that same joy? And man, uh, through a pandemic, praise God. We see a number of people come to faith. Um, I would say another great thing is just our partnership with Serve Six Eight. When the initial kind of shutdown, quarantine, lockdown—if you want to call it that—happened, I mean, I'm scrambling. I'm man, what what are we going to do? How can we stay effective even though everybody's still in their own homes? And so I'm sending emails to a number of different people. Um, well, rise to the surface is this organization, Serve Six Eight, and we sign on as an official partner church. We want to partner with what they're doing and and we set up a, a food distribution. For ten weeks we we did this. Um and it was just really sweet to see one, our people step up, use their gifts and want to serve. But two, like tangibly, seeing these people week in and week out, sharing the gospel with them, uh, but even more than that, like some of these people, they just needed a person to talk to. They just needed a friend and and we provided that. Week after week I think of Matt, I think of Lorinda, I think of a number of these different people that we would see and build a relationship with and to see the fruit of that, I would say in particularly Chad in our life group, we have three people that have joined our life group from that season and it's been an absolute joy. I would say they uh They haven't necessarily been the people that I would have anticipated join our life group with a specific demographic or lifestyle, but man, they're hungry and they want to grow in the grace of God. And it's just been infectious to have our community want to rally around them, to care for them in the season. And I just think of hall of fame verse that really attracted me originally to the crossing is first Thess two eight was actually the, f- the first sermon that I preached on a number of years ago. Wow. You can find it in the archives. I hope you don't, but you <laughs> could probably find it. And it, it, and it's, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, uh, but our very lives because you've become so dear to us. And, and that I think conviction has just grown all the more for me. And probably the last thing, and, and this is a personal thing. Um, the, the initial lockdown caused me to really evaluate with my family how we were spending our time. Man, it, it, I'm so prone to just fill in my schedule with as much as possible. And this really caused all of us to pull back on everything. Mm-hmm. And as we kind of re- restarted, okay, how are we going to spend our time? How are we going to spend our evenings? It, Michelle and I, we had a lot of conversations of we need to have margins. We need to purposely have nights of the week where we don't have anything scheduled. One, I think for us to connect as a family Mm -hmm. uh, and to worship God together, uh, whether it's songs around the dinner table or just reading together after dinner before bed. Uh, But two, I think for mission opportunities and the number of opportunities that have come like, hey, can you meet? hey, I have this issue going on in my life. I mean, Chad, you and I were just talking yesterday about somebody in our life group, like they were in a deep, dark valley. And if it wasn't for margin in your life, you wouldn't have been able to say, hey, you need to come over right now. Mm-hmm. You, you need to come have dinner. Let's just talk. Let's just connect. Mm-hmm. And so I, th- I think all the more, like not filling it to the brim, just creating margin in our lives to, to have spiritual conversations, spiritual conversations, divine collisions as <laughs> yeah. our boy, Dan Hardy likes to say. Um, so it's been, it's been great. Yeah. yeah.
3: Awesome. Great answers. All right, rich. Yeah. Question. What's gone, gone good. I would echo much of what Daniel had just said. And I was going to say something similar of just yeah, challenging us to really be forced to step back and evaluate what is kind of m- most important and what, what do we need in our lives? And busyness just seems to overtake us in so many unexpected ways because there's so many good things that we can give ourselves to and so just as, as families as a church community to try to really like have a period where we're forced to kind of assess hey what what, what is best um in terms of our rhythms and in our life uh to invest in in what is what is most uh, necessary I think is has been a really good thing that that none of us really expected when this all happened but i think in many ways has been helpful for a lot of people so it'll be interesting to see if we just kind of return to normal once we get to whatever that uh, point is where life kind of goes back um, whether we'll just pick up right there whether we will continue to kind of maybe have some some room in our lives to 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 care for our neighbors and those around us and in a different way and so i think that's been a good thing and then uh, for me as i've reflected i think one of the really good things about this time has been for me individually, and hopefully even for us as a church, is, is just kind of a, a a clarifying of our convictions as a church in terms of our rhythms. Um, things that I think we've all kind of philosophically kind of like believed in, in terms of like a simple structure of our church and these foundational pillars of Sunday gathering and life group that we're kind of built upon. But I think we've experienced that in like a, in a real tangible way. We've been forced to really lean into life group as this lifeline of sorts for community and I think you know for our, our life group early on when we labored through those zoom meetings for weeks on end that everybody grew to hate now looking back I mean th- <laughs> th- those things served a, a really valuable purpose in and in a time for us to connect we made <laughs> some funny memories and in our group just in some of the things that happened during those meetings and so um, but then to be able to come back together eventually and, and meet regularly that has been a a weekly encouragement to my soul um, and, and I think to so many just to, just to have that connection and know that we're, we are walking through this together. And uh, so, yeah, just, just seeing our, our life groups hold our church body together um, in, in really tangible ways I think has been, has, has just continued to, to establish my conviction of, of the importance of that community and, and to see that flourish in the years to come and stay committed to that, I think, is, is huge. That they're not merely just small groups or weekly Bible studies, but these are communities that are living life together that are really leaning on each other through the through the ups and downs. And so I think that's huge. And then on the flip side, I think for me, seeing Sunday, Sunday gatherings in almost a, a different way, where pre-COVID, you know, I, I would always say that our Sunday gatherings were a, a foundational pillar, but in some ways, you know, we've never been a church that's, Built on a big production and a perfect show, and you know, and you know, we're pretty relaxed in how we do things. Um, and so, in some ways, we could maybe underemphasize our Sunday gatherings at times. Mm-hmm. But I think this season and and what we've lost in the regular rhythm and just having to shut down and go back and it never felt like it did before. And kind of, you know, you had all the different elements that that COVID brings. It is just as shown. Like how important that weekly rhythm is for the church broadly to come together, and even our conviction to really even like stay together as as one gathering. I think I, I can't wait to get back to that eventually. <laughs> um, but even even going back to some of those things that were part of our culture from the beginning of you know having food at the beginning, we always said that we started at ten o'clock, even though the service part, as most people traditionally think of it, wouldn't start till ten ten. And we always said that was that was intentional. Um, that was kind of built in, that, the, that part of the gathering was to come together, to, to grab a great cup of coffee, to talk and engage. And I think we've seen some of that stripped away in some ways. We've, we've tried to maintain it to a certain degree, but I think losing some of those elements is, has been really hard and challenging. Um, and so in a good way, it's actually like strengthened my conviction of, of the, the, the importance of that weekly corporate gathering where everyone can come together and you can actually see the body regularly um, in in that real tangible way, as we come to the table together um, as as one body. So I think establishing for me just the conviction and the importance of, of both our Sunday gatherings, our life groups, and in a clear, tangible way for me has been a, a really good thing, and hopefully for our church um, has been something maybe we've we've grown to to really believe in in a, in a more real real way. Amen.
0: Great answers, guys. Really good. We we wanted to start with the positives, getting our eyes on the Lord and what He's done, but. Uh, we're not claiming to be blind or pretending to be blind. It's been a hard year, too, so I do want to address that question. What, for you, is one or two or even three of, like, what do you think some of the biggest challenges of this past year were?
3: Y'all, you know, I can start. All right. um, one of the passages for me that's kind of been a, a, always an encouragement to me as a pastor, especially as I, I stepped into kind of formal ministry, has been... Uh, the Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 20, when he addresses the Ephesian elders, and he's, he's, he's about to leave them, and he, he describes in, in verse 18, says, When they came to him, he said to them, You yourselves know how I lived among you the whole time from the first day I set foot in Asia. And he says, Serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials that happened to me. And I think in many ways this, this year has had some of those. There's been some tears, there's been some, some trials, some, some tension that has just existed. Um, within this this time, but then uh, he goes on to, to describe how he says, uh, how I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public and from house to house. And that's kind of tried to sustain me and, and, and hold me as, as kind of a vision to just to just stay true to what, what God has entrusted us with. But, but it, it, ministry isn't just always easy. It's not just a great... Sunday gathering every week, there's, behind the scenes, there's a lot of different disagreements, and I think, like, just in seeing how hard unity is to, to maintain, and why, like, even Jesus prays for his disciples, you know, that, that they would be one, and, and that they, they would be uh, united around what is most important, and I think, like, throughout church history, we've seen just that, that struggle, and as I've talked with other pastors, as I've heard it, I think not, they're, they're, like, no church has not felt this across uh, around the world the tension that has that this whole pandemic and the different perspectives on it has produced has has created yeah just a a a real struggle to fight for unity and i think just um laboring through that and and disagreeing with with people um in different ways and seeing the implications of that fleshed out has been has been really hard and i've also been encouraged by by many who have who, who are fighting to maintain unity even though there may be some disagreements around things so uh yeah I think for for me that that's probably been just like the biggest challenge is just seeing um, things come in and, and kind of fracture relationships um, that we would have never expected or never would have thought um, not major doctrinal struggles or issues <laughs> that the church maybe has traditionally seen, but it's it's around different things, and these are real life issues, and they're important, and uh, uh, they're difficult to wrestle through. But I think just seeing seeing that struggle for unity has been has been pretty hard. Yeah, Smitty,
1: Aaron.
2: Yeah, I think Rich nailed it on the head. The reality that uh, this year has been difficult for a number of different things, whether it's the racial tensions and George Floyd and all that stuff that kind of blew up this summer, um, let alone the the political season and that the, the whole pandemic became hyper-politicized and which side are you on? And then, you know, masks weren't an important thing. And then they became, it seemed for some people, of utmost importance. And so people have strong opinions across the board, and, and they're taking some of these tertiary and, and fringe issues and making them primary issues. And I I think uh, it's it's been a good year for me personally to learn what it means to be a leader, <laughs> and that the reality is is you're not going to please everyone. Uh, and so my aim chiefly is, is to please the Lord. And I love the passage that Rich alluded to there in Acts chapter 20, because Paul has been an example for the Ephesian elders and he he shares continuing on in that passage, one of my life verses is Acts twenty, twenty four, and he says, But I do not account my life of any value, nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Mm, that'll preach man and it's it's just such a it's such a convicting verse for me because i in my in my flesh and my sin i want to please everyone i i want to have people love our church stay at our church but the reality is is i want people more than anything to love and stay with jesus and whether that's with the crossing or in another gospel preaching church hey praise praise the lord but i but i will Keep my ministry on the forefront that I have been entrusted by the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of God's grace. Um, so it's been uh, u- unique challenges, that's for sure. Um, unique opinions all across the board, but I think uh, my convictions of Romans 14 and just what Paul is encouraging this church who's dividing over. Uh, issues of the conscience, tertiary issues. Paul's main thrust in that passage is for unity, that we cannot pass judgment on people with different opinions, or on the other side, they cannot despise the brother who has differing opinions. And so the main thrust there is one, unity, but two, laying down your opinions to loving each other. Um, And to be honest, people got strong opinions, and I think masks are the tip of the iceberg. I think uh, we see something coming with the vaccine, and, and the reality is, is people have strong opinions about this, and I don't want people to not have strong opinions. I, I love convictions, but the reality is, is we cannot put those opinions on other people and expect other people to have the same opinions as, as us. And so I I think this is this is a great opportunity for us again as we enter into this vaccine season and what people think about vaccines and which ones are good and which ones are bad and who should get it and who shouldn't get it. I mean, the reality is, is like this is, I think, a gift from the Lord um, to be able to not just get back to normal, but for the health and stability of people in our society. Uh, But if you choose not to take it, hey, I love you in Christ um but the reality is, is is we can't continue to fracture the church over these tertiary issues mm-hmm. the things that need to uh be of utmost importance the hills that we die on primary doctrines who is jesus what has he done who is god who is the spirit yeah and maybe we can do a podcast on on those first things oh, yeah, primary importance yeah
1: yeah
2: cool thanks okay aaron
1: you're up nice i'm up my number's been called all right, got Daniel and Rich on base. So I'll go ahead and bring them home, huh? How about that? All right. Yeah, I think uh, for me, uh, 2020, um, I was really excited. I think we all were really excited for 2020 and what the Lord is doing. 2019 was a little bit of a pruning year for us and, and we, we you know, had to get some right people off the bus or some people off the bus that weren't in line in our, with our mission and vision, you know, and they, were, they went to other places, which was great. And then we added some new new pieces. Um, that I was really excited to, to, to have. We had some new families come in that loved our mission and vision, knew what we were about and wanted to get after it. And So 2020 was going to be a big year, one, because it was our 10-year anniversary mm-hmm. since we planted the crossing uh, 10 years ago. Um, as many people know, it was with uh, my family, seven of us, and then two other young ladies uh, in our living room, and the crossing, crossing was birth. Uh, and so we were excited because we were about to celebrate 10 years and then the next week, after that celebration of 10 years in March, I think the next week was going to celebrate Easter. And then the next week after that, I think we're going to have our all-network men's retreat. So we just saw this massive wave of momentum coming, you know, in the first half of the year, all to get squashed. I don't know with the surfer. what happens when the surfer—what happens when the wave doesn't uh, produce what it's supposed to be as a surfer, was it? flatten out anyone we got no a surfers dud? here. A dud, know. yeah. The, Who the rug <laughs> I'm from Arizona, so anyways. <laughs> the rug got ripped out from my There you dress. go. There you go. And so uh so yeah, we were just sitting there in the water and uh kinda kinda going, Okay, this is great. So so in that, as I look back, I probably was frustrated as a more of a, a vision visionary leader type guy and looking forward to the future and what the Lord was gonna do to all of a sudden the Lord just had a had a different plan. And another one of my favorite verses is uh, man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps, as Proverbs says. And and so it's like, all right, Lord, you know, um in the and, and what was cool is that in the very beginning we we decided to go through first Peter, uh, in the first half of the the winter spring of twenty twenty. And it was just it was just perfect. It was just perfect for our body and what Peter and 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 the Christians back then were facing to what we were facing today, uh, the contexts are very similar as far as the big topics that we uh, had to face. And so, um, but I was frustrated uh, uh, dealing with as as Rich and Daniel said, dealing with individuals and so many strong opinions with hundreds of people. Um, um, it was tough. It was tough. But uh, the Lord was faithful, and I knew that if we just kind of we just sat on the Lord's uh, word. Guided directed by His Spirit to be slow to speak and to be quick to hear, uh, and to make decisions uh, collectively as a group. Uh, That frustration uh, turned to joy uh, because I had other brothers that could bear the frustration, as well as my uh, wife and family. Um, It was a it was a good it was a good time for us to kind of reconnect on some things. Um, But I think overall if we were talking about what was, what was tough was, was for me, there was many things that were tough, but the biggest thing was the frustration. Cause I thought 2020 we were going to just blow up as a crossing. We had a lot of great things that were coming down the bike and uh, the Lord just changed direction and uh, we're celebrating other great things that the Lord has done uh, that weren't according to plan. So yeah, there you go.
0: Good answers guys. Now shameless intern plug to the listeners. Specifically, the listeners who attend the Crossing Church, but honestly, for for any Christian listener, um, being the intern this year, getting to be a part of every pastor's meeting Tuesday morning, seven a.m. I just want to thank you guys for all your your hard work and your love for for the people here, and I just really want listeners to hear that like these guys didn't make. Um, quick, arrogant decisions. They genuinely work in a plurality. Uh, Every meeting is started with much prayer and begging God for wisdom. And, uh, they tried to listen well to every voice, every uh, strong opinion voice and medium opinion voice and, and lead and shepherd well. And I've seen the burden and I've seen tears on Tuesday mornings and I've seen heavy hearts and heavy faces. And I'm just really thankful for you guys. I think you guys have done a great job and, uh, I think for the listeners, I think um, now is a year where if you haven't showed your pastor some love, written him uh, a note, or send him a text of thanks and encouragement, uh, 2020 would be a year to do that. Uh, I You're have getting one more. Bonus mo- for saying that, right? John? What's that? You're getting a bonus for saying uh, that. Right? That Smitty told me, yeah, thousand dollar vacation bonus. We'll triple for your <laughs> pay. You get thirty bucks.
2: <laughs> okay. No, thanks, man. That's that's a good word. God is faithful. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah.
0: So just uh, one more question for you
2: all is... Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Before we get to to 2021 and turn the page, I got a a light question for us all. Okay. What what was your... And this could be for our uh, listeners, and maybe you asked this around the Christmas table. What was your favorite memory of a Zoom call in 2020? (laughs) Um...
0: Well, I can share my brother and sister-in-laws. That's the first thing that came to my head was, uh, we, I think we went over to, to my brother. He, he lives here locally. Uh, we went to their house. I think we, 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 we were in a habit of like every third Sunday going to their house for lunch after church, and uh, my little nephew, Theo, who's about Zeke's age, so like three and a half, had like a, um, a bow tie, a dress shirt, and a vest on, and nothing he had he was in his little undies or his, his diaper, diaper and they're like oh he's dressed for zoom church because <laughs> they sit on the couch so you can't see their yes. their bottoms so yeah. that was hilarious
2: and i thought oh yeah i like being dressed for zoom church yeah <laughs> yeah one one for me there, there's a number of them uh whether it's playing games over zoom with our life group during the the quarantine season back in march april may or uh uh, my son Solomon, he had his uh, his music class piano recital over Zoom, and there were a number of people, including his grandparents, that were able to tune in, and he plays his little piece, and then he stands up and bows, and you see that he's wearing gym shorts underneath his nice Zoom church top. Um, but I think probably my favorite was We have some friends from college. They have a a little guy. He's probably 18 months, maybe almost two years old. He's had a brain tumor, and he's been in this crazy battle in and out of the hospital. Really, really tough season. Well, God, it seems like miraculously healed him, and the doctors are just, like, blown away, like, really sweet story. Um, but when things were looking pretty down and out, uh, we celebrated this little guy, his name is Xander, we celebrated over Zoom, and there were hundreds of people on this one Zoom call celebrating this little guy's second year of of birth I mean it was it was a really powerful moment it brought his parents to tears they didn't know that this thing was organized by some of their friends and just to see the solidarity of just to care well for this family is really awesome
1: Go ahead, Rich. I hated Zoom, so
3: go ahead. I don't want to call anybody out, but uh, we did have a few moments, especially in our our life group Zoom calls, that were pretty good. One time, somebody was trying to share a video that was supposed to be like some funny video about Zoom calls, and one of the participants didn't really understand how Zoom worked and all, and so this thing started showing up, and they were trying to watch it, and they were trying to leave the meeting, and. They didn't know that they were still on Mike, and so we got to hear their commentary about <laughs> this this video and everything that was going on, saying something like, "I think it's supposed to be funny, but it's not." <laughs> and so, anyway, it was a, it was a good moment for everybody. But like one of those impression. you had to be there. <laughs> I think I know who that, who it was after that impression.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think for me, I don't know if there's anything funny, but I think one thing was. Uh, I think we all experienced this is the person that was on mute and then was spoke for like five minutes and people are like, can't hear you, you know, turn off mute. I think that's one we could all yeah. relate to. Um, but I think the other thing is we we'd always eat. We do it, you know, still have meals. And so everyone would have their own meals. And some people. So we'll just say some people didn't mind eating on Zoom. And so you had this full facial mouth of food chopping and chewing and they're at, not muted and they're not muted and you're just like all right that's 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 probably get off camera for that right that's now. where the <laughs>
2: control freak in me wants to take over and mute everyone
0: <laughs> great question smitty thanks for sharing guys that was funny so yes looking forward to 2021, what are you guys most hopeful for or expectant that the Lord would do and in, in maybe in our church body specifically and maybe in the universal church generally?
3: Well, this last week I preached uh, on hope and I, I began by talking about how I am typically very optimistic and I think I started off this whole pandemic season being pretty optimistic, figured we'd be shut down for three or four weeks, then we'd come back together, and it'd be a, a glorious reunion of sorts. And uh, here we are, what, 10 months later and still struggling. So trying to not be overly optimistic heading into next year. I want to try to uh, listen to my wife and be a little more realistic. But uh, um, I am hopeful that that, that God's just going to continue to work. Um, continuing that from, from Acts chapter 20, uh, Paul says this uh, as he leaves them. He says, I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. And uh, my uh, as I look forward to, I look forward to us continuing to do that as a church, to continue to proclaim the whole counsel of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ, in uh, whatever platform that looks like uh, as we move forward. I'm excited for that. But there is a sense in which I think it almost gives us kind of a, a clean slate of sorts to be able to kind of re-engage in, in fresh ways. And so as we, as we talk and plan for, for next year, even though we don't know maybe what those rhythms will look like, I think there's, there's great opportunity uh, for, for some, some new formats for, for teaching, for investment in, in different individuals, some new people who've been kind of coming to see maybe how they'll slot in to, to different aspects of leadership and whatnot moving forward. So I think there's, there's, a, there's a, a lot of unknowns, but a, a lot of potential. And so I'm, I'm excited just for kind of the, the fresh opportunities that we may have. Uh, coming into this next year awesome
1: yeah I, I just i reiterate some of that stuff i think at a at a uh, individual level i just, i'm just looking forward to seeing how the lord just continues to transform each of us from one degree of glory to the next through his spirit through his word uh i think um Uh, the people that uh, at the crossing, uh, again, I think a lot has got stripped away to what is essential and what is uh, most important, utmost importance, what is of first importance, as Paul said, and we know that's the gospel, and so I think um, more and more people uh, have gotten uh, stripped away some of the noise and got focused, so I'm really looking forward to to seeing individuals step up in their giftedness. Um, I'm looking forward to... um, Uh, a number of things from uh, our our student ministry, uh, getting kicked off the ground, what's going on in our our church planning ministry, um, with our uh, next Pastors Leadership Institute, you just finished up graduating, which is awesome. Um, We just did our first joint uh, Pastors Leadership Institute with four other churches, or three other churches uh, in our network, which is awesome, with uh, Redemption in Loveland, with Windsor Community, and and, uh, High Plains Harvest in Alt, and The Crossing. I'm looking forward to that. we got four guys that are going to walk through that, so I'm pumped about that. Uh, I'm pumped about uh, the young guys that are getting raised up. Uh, to preach. Um, we have guys like Brandon and Tyler that are serving at High Plains once a month to go over there and preach. We have seven to eight different individuals that that preach uh, uh, at the crossing, in particular in the summertime, to give me a little break, which I think is awesome. Um, and I love what the the ladies are doing. I think um, this has really united our, our, our ladies and our gals and uh, the ministry that's taking place at a number of different levels within our within our ladies ministry so I think just from an air war perspective of again what we've we we started to try to do ten years ago the Lord has blessed it uh, immensely um, and I think he's just going to continue to do that. I know he's going to continue to do that in 2021 in ways in which um, we're not expecting, and so I'm just excited to see how the Lord is going to again move through his message, the gospel, through his people, and empowered by his spirit, and doing it in community. Yeah, I think just, just real simply, it's
2: I'm excited to see how the Lord is going to finish the story of 2021, and there's a A reality of a lot of hard things that have happened that are currently going on in individuals lives, whether it's relational or personal spiritual struggles or things like that. And on, on one hand, it's like, man, I can anticipate what the Lord's going to do. I can finish the story for him, but I'm, I'm really just looking forward to see how the Lord's going to work in, in people's lives. And I think on a, on a personal note, I'm excited to have a fifth kid in oh, summer. it's so. public
0: now on the <laughs> podcast, everybody!
2: Yeah, pray for Michelle. Yeah, yeah. she doesn't feel great, yeah. but uh, yeah, giving Santini a run for, for his money. Yeah. Five mm. kids, pray for us. You can pass us, go ahead,
1: we're done. <laughs> yeah,
2: we'll see about that. We all know how that works, right, Rich? <laughs> yeah, Rich. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm also excited to uh, hand out to the entire church body uh, the... One of the best books that I've ever read. Uh, I won't tell you what it is for for those that already have it. You you know, but be on the lookout for an announcement uh, for that. Uh, purposely leaving a vague. And then probably the the most excited thing that I'm looking forward to in 2021 is moving away from disposable communion cups. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> you you heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. awesome well guys thank you so much this has been an awesome episode i hope the listeners have enjoyed it i'm sure they have i have i'm probably going to take a couple week break for the listeners christmas time time off with the family but uh you'll hear season two of crosscast starting in january thanks Bye 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 bye